Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Surge Podcast. It is World Week, Joe. We are finally here. We've made it. It is time to predict what we will think. We think. See, I'm already, I'm already tripping over my words because I'm so excited. What we think is going to win Worlds. We, we've survived like the seven-week drought, dude. It's yeah, we made it. Um, but I'm super excited to figure out where this meta is heading. Um, figure out what the all the top brains around the world have come up with. Oh, I, I am so ready. I mean, we got a lot to talk about in terms of that subject. Our plan today, guys, we will just make it very brief and straightforward so you can get to what you want to get to. We are going to talk about a few things on the news because there are a few things to talk about. Then we're going to jump into our world's discussion. The plan is to break down every deck we view as meta, maybe talk about a few dark horses, and then finally, after our discussions about each deck, probably around two or three minutes, hopefully on each deck, we will make our decisions of what we think is going to win worlds. Before we do that, though, as I said, there is some news to get to. The first one is we have another ban in Expanded. The Expanded format has officially banned a card that is coming out this fall. They have banned the Jesse and James supporter coming out in Hidden Fates. Sorry, Team Rocket. Yeah, we they finally get a decent card, and it's banned. Oops. <laughs> if you don't know what Jesse and James does, then we can kind of explain why it got banned. Jesse and James, each player discards two cards from their hand. Your opponent chooses first. So you have this discard going on. And it's standard. Even if you have the new wheezing that along with it allows you to discard a second card. So if you discard a wheezing, your opponent discards an extra card from their hand on top of the Jesse and James. So at max, you can get them to discard four cards. In standard, yeah, that sucks. It's very hard to do to get those wheezings in your hand with the format we have. And it takes them down to three, which is still not great, but you're sacrificing a lot of resources out of your first turn to do that. In Expanded, uh, you can essentially put your opponent's hand to zero. Turn one. You can use, I believe, red card is still in format. Is that correct? You have red card, but I think more importantly is the let loose. Yeah, you have Let Loose, but Let Loose puts you to four as well. So you got to guarantee you're going to get these cards off of Let Loose. True. So either or, though, you have you have mechanics to get your opponent's hand to four, and then you can potentially get their hand to zero. Pokemon viewed this as too high of a percentage to actually happen. So they banned it. I'm not against this. If you have a card that has a high potential to make your opponent's turn start with just drawing a card that is horrible for a format. You, I mean, you agree with this, right? It's awful. It's, re- it's the same reason why they banned Delinquent. It's the same reason, and I would not argue with this, and I don't think anyone in the community will be. So as of September 6th, when the card, I believe, would come out, Jesse and James will be banned from Expanded, not Standard. So it's it's something that we have to talk about. It's not a card that I would ever really play. I'm glad it's not going to be played in Expanded, though. Yeah, because Expanding is as big as it is right now. It's really hard to keep up with that kind of meta. It just constantly changes. There's so many cards to choose from. 
Um, it's not one of the more popular formats, but from what I've been he hearing and what I'm told, a lot of the top-level players love Expanded. They've been working hard on promoting Expanded more, I feel. So, I, yeah, I, I'm glad they're making this decision. The next part of news, which is probably going to be the only other thing we talk about for news, we have a new GX tag team that was announced for our November set. Naganadel and Guzzlord are getting a tag team card. Naganadel Guzzlord Tag Team GX is a dragon type. It has 280 HP. It is an Ultra Beast. has the ability Gluttony. Once during your turn, you may discard a Pokemon from your hand. If you do, heal 60 damage from this Pokemon. For a Psychic, Dark, and Colorless, has the attack Jet Pierce, which is just a straight 180 damage. And then it's got its GX attack, which is probably going to be the biggest focus on this conversation. Chaos Order GX. Flip over your prize cards. If this Pokemon has at least one extra Psychic and one extra Dark attached to it, take two prize cards. The attack originally only cost a colorless. So you need a total of three energies. So you need a total of three energy. You need the same energy you would need to attack with the normal attack. So you're in a potential situation where you can Stinger GX. No, you can't Stinger GX. Good. God, I'm glad. I'm glad I said that so I can catch myself there. You can't Stinger GX, but you can just attach three energy to this and take two prizes. It's a good late game. It's very good late game. It's good early game. I mean, if it's beefy enough and it can heal itself, I don't see a reason why it can't be played. It's a one-off. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be making Naganadel Guzzlord GX the deck. I hope. But it's a good card. 280 HP is nothing to laugh at. Dragonite can't knock it out. It hits that 280 mark. 180 is a really good damage marker to hit. It two shots everything. Barring mixed herbs, great potions, all that. And its GX attack is super, super easy. It's super easy to pull off. It's not the like greatest GX attack, but I can't argue with it being effective. What do you think about the card overall? It's it's a decent card. Um, in an ideal situation, you can be healing almost over 100 damage per turn. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, so it, it, it can do some pretty hefty damage. I don't know how, what would you put it with, how would you build it in any way, um, but it can be decent. Um, it two shots just about anything. Do you think you could find a way to put it in, like, a, I don't know, like a Weavile Dark Box, toss it in there? You'd need a Psychic Energy, but that, that can play Viridian pretty, pretty easily. Maybe it can be one of those Mew, Mew Box tools. Um, because I see some of them are playing, especially we'll talk about this later more, but like one of the Mewtwo boxes we're seeing with the Goreshazards runs um, rainbow energy in it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a possibility. All right. Yeah, sounds good. And really that that pretty much covers it for the news this week. We were we we're actually kind of lucky that it was a light news week. Because then we wouldn't have like an hour and a half podcast, because I feel like if we had five or six items to talk about, then we would be here forever. 
Well, if they were time sensitive, we can always push it to the following week. We could. We we if it absolutely needed to, we could. There's a few other small things that are related to hidden fates, but it's stuff we kind of already knew about in terms of product. We are gonna take a very very quick break for our sponsor. Again, like ten minutes in, maybe maybe we're ten minutes in, just to get that out of the way, so we have our time to talk about worlds. We'll see you in just a second. Welcome back. It is time to jump into. The most exciting discussion of the entire year in terms of the trading card game. Worlds, by the time this podcast is uploaded, will start in, I don't know, a little more than 24 hours from when this goes live. We have made it. We are in Worlds format. This is a crazy shift that we are not used to. Bye-bye, Solar Rock GX. Bye-bye, Guzma. Everything will be officially gone, dude. Ultra a lot of my ball. favorite cars are gone. Nest yeah. ball. Dude, but Zora can win Hill. worlds. Brooklyn Hill's gone. He just, Joe's going down memory lane right now. Oh, man. Nest ball. Rescue grape, stretcher. Great ball. Oh, God. Not great ball. Not great. I hope they reprint great ball at least, please. One day. One day. They'll give us Pokeball. I'm in for that. Before we, get into, before we get into too deep of a hole there, here's the plan again. We're going to go through each meta deck, probably take a couple minutes on each one, and then we're going to dive into what we officially think is going to win Worlds. We're going to start with the meta meta decks, the high, high tier decks, and kind of build our way down. The first deck on the list, Joe, you knew we were going to talk about it probably right away because it's been around. Since the second it got revealed a year ago, Picaram. What do you exists. think of Picaram? What do you, what do you it, think about Picaram at Worlds? It exists and it always will exist. Fighting's no more. Fighting is no more, and this deck got some enhancements. It did. Is it better? Yes and no, in some respects. You're not going to be taking in so many Zapdos in, because Zapdos is going to be harder to pull out. But you have a lot more GX support that will be making it um, just as sweet, put it that way. You'll have now the Dedenne GX to use, which we've had for a little bit now. You now have Raichu, Alolan Raichu Tag Team GX, um, which... Seems like when we played our league on Monday, uh, seemed to be doing a decent card that won some games. So I'm, I'm excited to see Picaram do the Picaram things, but I'm more excited people u- utilizing Raichu, Lolo, and Raichu in the deck. I think it's a really cool card. Yeah, you, you look at it and you think, okay, it instantly improves Picaram decks because you have Zero Aura, you have ways to get that card going. And then you go, well, at the same time, you're trying to win the game as fast as possible. And Alolan Raichu Raichu Tag Team doesn't exactly promote quick play. No, but it, I think it makes easier decisions, or more, maybe more complicated, but you're diversifying your play board now by doing Picaram's attack and then putting three energy somewhere. So it's, it's nice in that sense, especially with Tag Switch. Um, so I definitely think it's a nice little little addition to it, especially like I said, you can switch around energies. 
you don't have to feel as bad putting three energy on a on a uh, Zer or a GX anymore. You can you are pop very it right there. You can always pop it right onto a Raichu alone Raichu now instead. Yeah, you you think that would be the typical play? Full blitz attached to the Raichus. So if you needed to, you could get that switch and get going because assumably. 150 plus the 160, I think it hits, would assumably knock out anything barring some healing, which we know will be there to some extent. Zapdos will be played because you need something small for those niche situations where a GX just is too much to risk. So it is a good card to play. Yeah, it'll it'll be a one-of, I think. We're going to have a mix of Picaroms that are just the vanilla build, and we're going to have a mix of Picaroms that are with the Raichu. I'm super curious to see which one does better. You're right, though. The Raichu promotes a different type of play, and it forces your opponent to now game plan for two different situations. When you start a series, that person's going to be wondering, okay, am I expecting the Raichu at any moment? Is he not playing Raichu? What, which variant am I going for here? So I think it's pretty cool. Especially when you play like three game series. One game can go straight up peek around. Game two you can go low on Raichu and then go back to peek around for yeah, game no, three. No one says you have to show that you have Raichu, you know? I I think we can both agree that it is in a it's in a super strong position. It has its search, it still has Coco Prism. It it didn't really lose anything big compared to the other yeah. arc. The, the, the hard thing I had about Pikachu to begin with when it first came out, it was you had Zapdos with it, but Pikachu was just Pikachu, you know. Now it's coming into this huge, like, not a toolbox type of thing, but like I said, you're diversifying your game plan, which I think I love it. It is, it is very awesome. The next deck on the list, I put down Reshazard Greens, but really it could be either Reshazard Builds. Joe, where do you think Reshazard sits in the Worlds format? Because I, I, I've been on and off about this deck at Worlds, really. Reshazard is going to do Reshazard things. It's, it's. I, I think it's one of those decks that hasn't really changed much at all since it's since it came around. Um, it'll be around, but I don't think Reshazard straight up greens or other Resh, or Reshazard variants are going to do as well. Um, I think we'll talk about later is the Mew Box builds. I think it'll have better success in a Mew Box build. Yeah, it's it's almost like we were really worried about the card when it came out, and now we're looking at it like, okay, if we prep for tag teams, just in general, we pretty much tech for Reshazard. And I think it's pretty certain that kind of like Pikaram in a way, you look at it and go, okay, if Reshazard has a really, really busted turn one, it's going to be really hard to beat it. I think its huge downfall is is basically it's a one-style deck. You do one thing and that's it. Yep, exactly. It's You are having one game plan. And unfortunately, in a world's format, I don't think going into a world's format, having one game plan each game is going to be advantageous to you. Because all these players are bringing in certain techs, they're bringing in different play styles. They're they're tech. They're having these different game plans for different situations. And Reshazard cannot handle all situa- situations. Yeah, and, and who knows? We could see it in high numbers because we know the tins out now. So we talked about it, its high price point. That's 
dropped. I don't know. I, I'm I'm really going to be curious to see how many I mean how many rushes are they going to show up and how well they're going to do because based on what we've been seeing what we've been hearing it's not exactly at the top of everyone's conversations it will be there though we do know that much it'll be it'll there be, in a pretty decent number it'll be, yeah it'll be one of those heavily showed up matches like peak around will show up in heavy uh, numbers rushes that were will show up in heavy numbers. It definitely will. And again, we, whether you're a Jirachi or Greens, it's, it's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to have a lot more healing this time around. That's the big difference. Reshazard will be playing mixed herbs. Reshazard will be playing the scoop-ups. It, it will be playing healing options with Great Potion, too. So its longevity goes up. It's still a question of, though, is it going to be consistent enough? Can it set up and heal at the same time? It'll be a question we're going to have to wait and see. The next deck on the list is a tried and true deck been around longer than Picaram has and it it you know it, it, no matter what it's always going to be here Blacephalon GX Blacephalon GX been a deck it's going to be a deck and it's always gotten stronger Joe where do you think Blown sits in this world's format I think Blown especially with the upcoming rotation it's going to be probably in a similar situation that zorak was in or becoming to the point where it'll always be around it just depending where what shows up at that tournament um as we've seen i think a couple tournaments ago can't remember which one offhand i think it was madison balance one correct i want to say that but i don't have it in front of me i can't remember basically if it's a tag team gx heavy format Showing up, Blounds is in a really good position. Mm-hmm. I if there's a lot of single prizers, Blounds is in a really bad position. That is very true. Luckily, we're not really in that type of format. Blounds is it's crazy. GXs are essentially the single prize card. You know, it Blounds can hit the numbers it needs to hit, and it's gonna win the prize trade. Barring a early Picarum, it always has a way to respond. I think it torches Reshazard. I think Blacephalon annihilates Reshazard decks. It can annihilate Picaram's too. Yeah, and the only way Picaram wins is it has to essentially, it's got to get its GX attack off. You get your GX attack off, it is a totally different ballgame for Picaram. Raichu gets a uh, paralyze, it's a totally different game for Picaram. So it has its it has its downfalls, but you can play the Persian variant. You can play, I saw a Greens variant. You can just play the straight up Ultra Beast, just straight up Blacephalon, and you can make it work. And now that we also have Giant Furnace, or whatever it's called here, we've heard like 90 hundred names before this. So it's, a, it's Giant Furnace here, right? Yeah, I think it's Giant Furnace. Dude, I, I've heard, when we were going through the translations, we're going to call it Giant Furnace. Fire right? Stadium. Put it that Place way. where you take out fire energy. It's a good card for Blacephalon. It's a very, very good card for Blacephalon. There, there are so many stadium techs in that deck that it's 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 in a good spot. Yeah, it'll always be able to stadium bump. And if you can successfully run a greens variant of that, come on, dude. You're asking for instant beast rings? Stop. Just just quit it. Blacephalon, wrap it up. Speaking of Ultra Beasts, a deck I think is worth talking about, probably be more briefly than anything, is just the Beast Box variant. 
we're in a format where we now have this new Naganadel that lets us draw and snipe. Where do you think Beastbox sits? And Beastbox can still include Blacephalon GX. It just is a very heavy UB build that isn't necessarily focused on that. It's really hard for me to say because I don't know the deck build that well. Um, the previous Beast Box I've seen, um, especially the one that won in a European tournament back in, I think it was May into June, uh, really impressed me a lot, especially playing with Zapdos, but that was a one prizing deck. So I'm not sure where that would sit now, but the, the cards that you mentioned, spot sniping around, drawing all these things it's definitely a possibility something can happen but i don't really put it on the top where i would expect it to be yeah that's fair it's it's a deck that i bet shows up just because it has so many tools why wouldn't it in some number if i think the way it will have success is if a lot of decks are playing the den agx very true. Just snipe that sucker off. It's it is super interesting. And and thinking of Blounds and Beast Box, because Beast Box would play Blounds. So you have the Stinger GX in Beast Box. So assumably you're getting this down to three prizes and one tag team knockout. That's assumably what you're going for. Yeah. Is Tapu Fini gonna be played at Worlds? Do we know? Do we know if that's gonna be a high highly played tech? If anything, maybe a one of in some decks. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the Tapu Fini from Unified Minds. If your opponent has an Ultra Beast, its attack, I want to say for 100, only costs one energy. So it's a really nice colorless tech against Blacephalon. I just don't know if people are going to be teching it. I wonder how much room is going to be in a deck. They might. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if I saw it, but... I don't, I, I don't think we'll see it that often, if anything. A couple of people might play it, but I don't think it's going to be one of the popular choices. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. The next deck, Joe, we have to talk about it. You can't run away from this conversation, all right? You promise me? No. You can't run away from this. Shedinja is a deck for worlds. Shedinja is a deck that can be played... And will be played. You you gotta take off your bias hat for this. Where does stall fit in this format right now? Mm, stall fits nowhere in Pokemon ever. All right, now give me an actual answer. Okay, um, it's a pos. Well, of course, anything here is a possibility. I just don't know if there's enough resources to keep it going. We lost a lot of our stall cards that, or your disruption cards that were more important. I think you lost Plumeria, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You lost Team Skullgrunt. Nothing Team, Skull, Team Skullgrunt. Yeah. yeah you, you you did. Yeah. You lost all those important disrupting cards, um, that would put people into a hole. Do you deny prizes a lot? Yes. Is it long enough to the point? Eventually, I guess. Basically, for Shininja, is you just hope that they run out of resources at some point. That's all it can be. You know what I mean? It's a stall. It's the most boring stall you could ever do. You just sit there and hope they run out of everything they have to do. And you know Lysander Labs is going to show up to some extent. 
I mean, yeah. it, maybe it's not going to be as played as much as it's played at, let's say, like our locals, but it's going to be played. You're going to see it no matter what. You're going to run into it at some point, and, and uh, you know people that are going to play Stalwart Worlds have an answer for that. Maybe a Faba put that thing in Lost Zone, don't ever see it again. Or just any other stadium, you know what I mean? Maybe you just don't play you play wondrous labyrinth you play putting a giraffe rig put those things away in the lost zone forever so yeah. stall never has to come back around ever again it, it, you wonder how much people are prepping for this because again we've talked about this before i don't think stall can win in a timed like top eight format and i think it's interesting before too like I, stall is something you're doing at a regional if you're close to world's invite and you're trying to get to day two to get the rest of your points. Yeah. I, I don't, I just don't think it can win. I think there's no way that if someone's attempting to win worlds that they can do it with a stall deck because it doesn't do well outside of a Swiss format because you're going to be timed out. People are going to be playing ways to recycle. It's just not going to happen. The only thing that we can really hope for is on Thursday when this episode drops, that Pokemon releases a statement saying Shininja's banned. Because they don't like it. Because Joe said so. We heard Joe, and we're going to respect Joe's decision. Hey, if you're going to ban Jesse and James and expand it and delinquent, you're going to ban Shininja stall decks. You just ban all stall decks. Exactly, Joe. You, you go, Joe. I'm going. I'm going to run away from this conversation. It's okay. We're done with it now. Oh, thank God. The next one could be talked about in 17 different ways. We are going to try to condense it into one. We know about Malamar. Malamar is in a stupid position right now. Malamar stupid as in good. As in really good. Okay. Stupid. It's uh, Yeah, we lost Nest Ball like everyone in the world did, but man, Malamar's a good deck right now, dude. And you can run it whatever way you feel like. Before you give your opinion, we have Baby Giratina, we have Garchomp Giratina Tag Team, and we have Ultra Necrozma. All are very viable decks to play at Worlds. What do you think? Those are all... If Of all three of those, two I'm more interested in personally. Um, the Malmar and Giratina straight Baby I think is in a really good spot. Um, very good spot. As long as Lysane Labs is not around, we're, we're good. Especially on our locals, it's been doing really, really good. Um, one prize versus three prizes is just always a great thing to play against. The second variant of that stuff, I think, is better is the Giratina Garchomp Tag Team GX. Um, it did really well in Japan. I would not be surprised if the Japan World players come in playing that. I think that would probably be their choice, or maybe a Dark Box, but I think that suits more of their style and play. Ultra Krozma is in a really, really good spot, but as it was before, I'm just I'm always eh on the card. I you have to figure out a way to put those second energy back and switch back around. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I really like Ultra. I like Ultra Necro and I like Baby. Giratina Garchomp, my only thing is in comparison to the other two. You're presenting a really interesting prize trade to the situation. You're you're putting yourself in a matchup where now all of a sudden, if you're playing Giratina Garchomp tag team, you're either A, 
forced to not play it in matchups where you can't afford to lose those three prizes or B I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're, you're essentially playing Giratina Garchomp when you know you have a favorable matchup or you're just never playing the card because the whole point of Giratina and Malamar is to win the prize trade and tick damage. It's, it just hits big boy numbers. It hits big boy numbers, but again, we're also in a healing format. So how how often are the numbers going to be hit? We also have Mew in format. You know, like there's. I'm not saying that everyone's going to prep for it, but out of the three, I feel like it has the highest chance to be kind of boxed out. Ultra Necro is the same argument as Lacephalon and the fact that it's a two prize card, which again is crazy that we're saying that, but that's really that's its argument. It can hit big numbers. It can sky scorch smaller decks, and it's it's just easier to play with. I think. I think I could be totally wrong. I prefer the baby Giratina over all three, but my gut feeling is under the right person, Ultra Necrozma can be played really, really well. Yeah, it it's done well in past events. Granted, we do have different resources now, but. Ultra Cosmo has, has always been back there. So kind of like in the whole, I guess, if you want to relate to sports, is like the Big Ten, you know? It's it's Michigan State. Yeah, it, yeah, it's always going to be good, and it's always going to be around. But it's never really going to win. But once in, a, once in a great while, it surprises you. The next ones on our list... Do you want to get to the two like new? No, we'll do a new deck. We'll do a brand new variant. Mew Mewtwo Tag Team. It is the most hyped card out of the set that we just got. It has the ability to use any attack of a GX, whether it is on your bench or your discard. Granted, it has the energies. There are welder variants. There are psychic variants. There are just everything variants. And there's this even is- a Blastoise variant. Where is this where's this gonna fit, man? Because it's gonna be there, but where is it gonna fit? I can't quite decide. It's it's so hard to tell because the decks we were talking about before at least have had appearances somewhere. So we can kind of figure out how they do. We're just going based off of YouTube videos and just personal experience on this guy. So it's really hard to figure out these pro minds at this point. It can be very, very good. But power plant's a thing. And it shuts off so quickly. It does. It it does. And you gotta imagine those players are prepping for that. You almost wanna think that Mew Mewtwo tag team is just waiting for the right GX to just abuse and then go with it. I'm like I'm the, waiting for it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna hit us like a semi truck when it does. It's like a the bullying school, you know. It's like it's sitting there waiting to pounce on something. But once the teacher comes out, aka the power plant, just sits there quietly. And the teacher nothing. is power plant. It is a perfect student around power plant. It's got a good GX attack too. So I I don't know. It's obviously a lot better than expanded with Dimension Valley. It's gonna be there again. I I don't think it's gonna make that much of a run. But people that are excited about the deck are gonna be playing it. People that are gonna try to surprise people are gonna be playing it. I just think it's just a little too easy nowadays to beat a deck like that without the right tools. 
I mean, it's Latios a, makes you immune to tag teams, but not every deck's a tag team. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, just like it's, a, it's essentially a wild card, you know. It's just like it's there, but you don't know what's what's going to do in a second. If Tord, if Tord and Stefan Ivanov play it, it will make it. I can see How that. About that. How about that? Uh, the ne- yeah. the next deck on the list is the Dark Box. This has been a deck that we have talked about, that a lot of people around us have talked about. It is the Zork Greninja tag team idea. The same deck as that before, but instead you are adding Weavile, which is a huge part of the deck, which allows you to move all the dark energies. You're adding Mega Sableye T-Tar tag team, and you're pretty much replacing Zora Greninja with Darkrai Umbreon tag team. The idea is just to essentially get as many dark energies in the discard as possible and just start hitting really, really high numbers and really get to a point where you can knock something out with T-Tar. Or just someone who's milled their deck so far down, and if you can pull you mill off, them. you mill them down to nothing. And energies, dude. I really, really, really wanted this deck to be good. I don't think it is anymore. It's a really cool deck. Um, as I think it's I so mentioned cool, earlier, dude. just on playstyle, I think Dark Box is going to be heavily played by the Japanese players. I can't remember what did I say. The other Japanese deck was good. Uh, I can't remember offhand anymore. Because I think even though Dark Box is fairly straightforward, but I think it's pretty, it's it's straightforward, but big big brain at the same time. To the point is that you're so versatile on your game plan that you can choose to do what you want to do at whatever time. Yeah, and, and Umbreon Darkrai's GX attack making your opponent not able to play trainers the next turn. It's a good GX attack. I just I don't know if it can carry you. You're gonna get into moments where it's just gonna brick. I think Zora Greninja is a quicker card to get going. It doesn't hit the better numbers, but it's a quicker card to get going. But you gotta get those energies in the discard, man. And it's not like Malamar where you're playing single prizers. You're playing three prizers. So not only do you have to get your Nagata Bills out, you also have to get that energy in the discard. It's not the most difficult thing to do, but it's a to-do list that you have to check off, and that basically doesn't change based on what your opponent's playing. So you have to worry about yourself before you can worry about your opponent, and I just don't know if it's consistent enough. It is, I think, the coolest deck coming out. I just don't know if it's good enough. I really wanted to play it, but I'm just not convinced anymore. The other deck that I had on the list, I'll just briefly say it's a weird tag team. I'm a fan of it. I put it on here. I'm selfish. Do you think that based on this weird format we're in where slower decks are viable, does Gardevoir Sylveon have a place at Worlds? Um, if people play Mar- Malamar variants with... The only way it will do well is if Giratina Garnchomp floods the whole tournament. Not Ultra Necro? An Ultra Necro, sorry. Forgot about that one. It's got a decent matchup against a lot of things, but it has the same problem as Dark Box. If you don't get your mismatch, if you don't get your greens, if you don't get those tools right away, you're basically screwed. So that's it's kind of a bummer, but I I do think that it has a really unique place, and it's a control deck, right? Yeah. It's a deck that has to be big brained. You can't be sluggish if you want to play it well. I think it's super interesting. It, so it, I, it, it, 
games with that that deck either hits hard and goes fast, or does slow and does nothing at all for the entire game. Yeah, I think we've hit all the decks we need to really talk about. So, Joe, I'm going to toss it over to you, man. I will give you two picks. I'll give you the grace of two selections, and then you can give me any dark horse that you want. And you can say this dark horse is going to make day two. You can say this dark horse is going to win. Give it to me, man. What do you think is going to win the Pokemon World Championships this upcoming weekend? My top pick for Worlds win, because I'm predicting that's going to be a very, very heavy tag team GX meta. I'm going with Blounds as my number one pick. Mm-hmm. As a backup choice, um, I think Giratina Malmar um, really has a, a versatile... It's, it's one prize enough to the point where I can think it can handle most situations. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. What would be your dark horse pick? Anything in the world, man. Anything in the world. Picarum is not really a dark horse because Picarum is so good. But what I would love to see do really well, and we talked about it briefly, would be Dark Box. I think it's a really cool deck, and I just wish it would do. It will do something great. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I would love to see a Dark Box make top eight. That'd be really awesome. That'd be really cool. I. All right, I, I battled this. I share the same first selection with you. I think Placephalon is going to win Worlds. I think it's just got too many things on its side to go against it. My second pick... So I, just kind of like you said, I've been battling hard between Picaram and Malamar because Malamar has always been around with Giratina. And I like the text of Mew and Esper and Mimikyu. I love them so much. Oh, I forgot about Esper. Oh, my God. I'm, because I love the deck, I'm going to say Malamar. My gut wants to tell me Picaram. But I'm going to give my two picks. It would be Baby Tina Malamar and Blounds. My Dark Horse, I'm going to put Gardevoir Sylveon because my my heart wishes that Tord shows up with some crazy control list with Gardevoir Sylveon and 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 makes my day. That's what I'm hoping happens. We have to we have to put one more pick up on there cuz we did have one of our listeners asked us and told us what their prediction was or they told oh, us what yeah. their prediction was for oh, worlds. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Okay, so Jeff is a really Shout cool out to guy. Jeff. Yeah, so Jeff is a guy from our league. Um, listens to all of our podcasts. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Um, he straight up like comes up to me and Mike at league, and he's like, "Guys, Pikaram's going to win worlds." All well, right. I asked him. He didn't want to tell me. Oh, he didn't. He did come, yeah, he didn't want to tell me. Because he, he, he's sitting there sorting out his whole collection. He likes to collect all the cards and like put them in order in a binder. So he tries to have a complete collection of the cards. And I'm sitting there playing against. Um, somebody just turns me, Joe, Joe, Picaram's winning worlds. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll mention it on the podcast. Yeah, dude, I Jeff is just hiding all of his infinite knowledge because he's played since like 2000 or 2001. It's yeah, Jeff. If Jeff has spoken into existence, it shall be. I think he's been playing as long as, yeah, I think he's been playing as long as Brian did. So, Brian, I think, had Jeff on his team back in the day, too. Yep, yep, he did. So they they are the infinite box of knowledge. But if Brian was here, he was gonna say he would say Snorlax, not Snorlax tag team, but like the baby Snorlax. The one that hits like one eighty tall tag teams. That's why we didn't invite him on the show. 
because he would have said sleep in Snorlax. I love you, Brian. All right. So we've hit our predictions. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to this. Hopefully you get a chance to watch Worlds this weekend. If you are a new card player, it's one of the coolest things to watch because there's always the small chance that we get another Mega Audino. There's always a small chance that we get something that is completely random and new and that no one's seen before. And I'm super excited for it, dude. And I know you are too. Oh, I'm super pumped. And I can't wait until next week to figure out that we're all proven wrong. Next week, when uh, Baby Buzzwell wins Worlds. You heard it here, folks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Didn't you have that like, weird inkling that Keldeo Buzzwall is going to win something? No, I just wanted to play Keldeo Buzzwall. I didn't think it was going to win anything. <laughs> oh. All right, well, we will bounce out of here, man. I'm, I'm just super excited. So thank you guys Wait, so much for listening. Mike, one what second. Gonna, what, 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 what? what if Archeops wins? I'll throw a party. <laughs> I'll throw a big party and everyone's invited if Archeops wins. Archeops is winning worlds with Baby Buzzball. All right, boom. We're done. <laughs> Finished. It is the ultimate counter. Here we are. You, you good with that? Yeah. All right. Now we're going to head out of here again, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy worlds this weekend, and we will see you next week.